0: Hey listeners and welcome to the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hucker. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, then we hope you enjoy today's episode. But what is this pod all about? Well, we tell the stories of doers, thinkers and creatives on the surf coast in Australia. Why do we do it? Well, we think the coast is a melting pot of creative minds from the city, the country and the coast and we wanted to get their stories out there. Each episode is packed full of insight and a good dose of practical hints and tips from our guests. Our guest for today's episode of the podcast is Jenna Hutchison. Jenna is the founder of Love Loody which has been going since 2013. Love Ludi is basically scented candles. Jenna knew nothing about candle creation when she started the business, but managed to fine-tune her candle-making skills to get the best end product. She has since signed a contract with Quicksilver to stock her candles, and she's set out to become a household name, quite literally, all across the country. After studying commercial building design at RMIT, Jenna worked at an architectural firm in Melbourne in the big city. So, personal events caused her to leave her role and she soon found herself working as an all-rounder at Mossman, the retailer, after running into a friend who worked at the brand. But she left that role and had an epiphany on the road one day. She got sick of the traffic in Melbourne and a few other personal issues happening in her life made her really, really think about what what she wanted to do. So, find out what that epiphany was and find out exactly what happened and how she ended up back on the coast after Ditching the city for the surf coasts and choosing to follow her passion instead. Such a fun chat, this one, with this talented lady artist and business owner, so we hope you enjoy it. This is episode number 43 of the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. Leave us a rating on iTunes after the show, or better yet, share the episode with one friend. Co-hosting today's episode, as always, Jess Mallington. Once again, I'm your host, Ben Hucker. This is episode number 43 of the Surf Coast Creators Podcast.
1: Hey, Jenna, welcome to the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, very excited to have our guest today, Jenna Hutchison from Love Loody. Uh, Jenna, would you mind introducing yourself and what you do to our audience? Well,
2: I am a local artist in Torquay. I am now a full-time artist, actually, which is quite crazy. So, yeah. That is me right
0: now. And we've got you today at the base of Mount Buller, I understand? Yes, in Mansfield. You are one busy girl and I can't wait to hear more about your story and the, I guess a bit of a transition from business owner to artist in the last couple of years, so it's going to be a good chat.
2: Yes. I sort of was like reflecting before we started, before I jumped on, I was like, wow, I've sort of like done 180s and 360s and (laughs) gone here, there and everywhere, so... Yeah, there's a lot to sort of sift through, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to cover today. We've got about an hour or so, so we're going to pack in lots and lots and lots. But I guess we'll get on with our first segment called Breaking the Ice. Are you ready?
2: I am ready.
0: (laughs) It actually might be literally breaking the ice up there today. It sounds, it's it's almost snowing down here on the coast. So I imagine it's probably a bit of snow on the way up there.
2: Yeah, there's rain forecasted for this afternoon from two o'clock. I'm hoping there'll be, like, a little coverage on Bula when I walk out of this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. That so would right. be nice. You're right, on the mountain.
2: I'm near yeah. it, so I can see it just to my left. Oh,
0: yeah, cool. Get yeah, I nice should be, photos. like,
2: out on the lawn recording this from, like, some <laughs> picturesque location, but I'm not. <laughs> interested. In <that. laughs> well, too
0: cold. Hope you've, hope you've got the gum boots, anyway.
2: Yes, I've literally bought three jackets online, like, two hours ago. So <laughs> I was like, need more warmth.
1: <laughs>
0: Oh, the tempest there was it dropped by six degrees or something this morning. We went for a surf at Point Impossible this morning and then I heard yeah. on the radio there was a cold snap coming through and it, the temperature dropped by six degrees in about ten minutes.
2: Oh, it just happens like that. Like yeah. no wonder we all get like sick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well I do anyway. <laughs> the snap in like it was thirty degrees two weeks ago or something. Yeah. That, but it was. not even it
1: was warm weather. Yeah.
0: What well, was Easter? Easter was hot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was in SA for Easter and loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's a very underestimated state. I'd never been before and I loved it.
0: Yeah. It's a little bit like New Zealand in the early days, isn't it? South Australia. Kind of, it goes under the radar, but it's magnificent.
2: I got like under the radar, yes, for New Zealand, but I got real LA vibes from South Australia. Oh, really?
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah, Like like Hollywood.
2: Yeah. The city and then, I don't know, the picturesque. Hills behind all the city. I don't know, real LA vibes from there. So,
1: oh wow, That's actually, cool.
0: It's got it a nice. similar terrain to Southern California. We're dry and hot and dusty, yeah. so I can see that. It was
2: nice to pretend for a bit. After yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few margaritas, I was like, "Yeah, LA.
0: <laughs> this is California."
2: <laughs> yeah, practically. It's probably as close to California as we're going to get for a while. I think so. Yeah.
0: yeah, it could be a while. And even when the gates do open, the flights are about eleven and a half thousand dollars return. So.
2: That is crazy. Well. It's, uh, I was there probably. Oh my gosh, how long has COVID? Like probably you know, two COVID's years ago. COVID's
0: basically now. twelve months old, a little bit older.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: We all got locked down April first, didn't we? That's when it started. So
2: yeah, it's
0: been dragging on for a bit, but hopefully we can get away soon. Hopefully. So, question number one, Jess: Breaking the ice.
1: Uh, Jenna, where were you born? Born on the
2: South coast. So born oh, really? and bred. Talkie girl, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And John you grew Hospital,
1: up there? Yeah. yeah the well,
2: Mountaineed grew up. Yep. And then sort of, yeah, just sort of been in Talkie my whole life, potentially ready to move somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Wow. <laughs>
2: Spread my wings. But yeah, it's not a bad place to be born and bred and yeah. grow up. Yes, it's beautiful.
0: What are you thinking, Byron Bay or something else, something similar? Oh, uh, I'm not,
2: not that cliché. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, somewhere right near Byron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Lennox, oh, yeah, anywhere up there. It's, it's so beautiful. Like the warmth, you just can't go past it. Like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, one of our guests from last year, Lola Berry, called the coast home for a few months during COVID and then moved up yeah. to Byron and now loving it. I mean, we personally love it up there. But, yeah, you're right. It's a little bit too cliché these days.
2: Isn't it? Especially with like, all oh, I don't know, it's very cliche. But
0: when you're paying a million and a half dollars for a beach shack, like it gets a bit much, doesn't it? Impossible. Question number two, Jess.
2: Do you have a favourite
1: activity to zone out?
2: What? Zone out. See, I always go to say painting, but now that's like a career, but in a sense, like I do zone out. Yeah. Like there are times where I am out in the studio and, I get out there at like 8 a.m. And then all of a sudden it's 4 p.m. And I'm like, what just happened? (laughs) But if it's not that, probably like walking the dog beach. Here's me being like, I'm not cliche. That's so cliche, isn't it? No, no, that's not cliche. (laughs) cliche stuff. Or yoga. Yeah, cliche stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's That's cool. Cooking, I
2: do love cooking. Cooking's a good zone out for me.
0: Actually, our previous guests, Rowena Martinich and Jeffrey Curran, renowned artists in Torquay, based at Ashmore Arts, and they found it really tough to find the off switch. So we can see what you mean with regard to cooking and walking the dog and just a couple of activities that have nothing to do with art and business and all the rest.
2: Yeah, I really enjoy cooking a lot. I'm always, like, wanting to cook very complex, long meals because I like the out of it i guess so
1: yeah
2: yeah well, that's cool i've just right. cooked a thai pumpkin coconut soup it's right on the stove <laughs> oh, nice. some fresh bread very like good. bottom of the snowy mountain meal so
0: we just had leftover spaghetti for lunch so that sounds way better
2: i feel that anything is always good because the flavors of like
1: yeah, it's always better um, the next day
0: yeah yeah there's yeah the next always day. Mm. After a cold surf this morning too, it was brilliant. Question number three should be fairly self-evident, but we do like to ask it because we get a different interpretation depending on who we're talking to. But uh, are you a full-time or part-time creative?
2: I am full-time now. Full-time? Full-time for eight months. Oh, wow. So it was semi-forced, but, yeah, full-time artist.
0: So what were you doing prior to going full-time?
2: So I had a clothing store in Geelong for four years, almost five years. So I was always sort of doing the candle aspect of Love Loody and then running the store, running and owning the store. And then in December 2019, our lease was up. So there was a decision to renew the lease or stay on for another five years. I made the decision to end the lease and go online. And then our lease ended ink think end of Feb and then COVID hit like six weeks later. So I was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, like the best decision of my life. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Um, so, yeah, ended up trying to go online, I guess. And then within the clothing industry, a lot of your stock, unfortunately, comes from China. So mm. that was sort of restricted as well. Then made the decision to sort of put all that on hold, put it to the side. And I remember trying to apply for, what's it called, like JobKeeper, um, Seeker or something. Job
0: seeker, yeah.
2: I didn't have my license, like my license. I had an old license mm. and I needed like an updated license and expiry to go onto the MyGov or something. Couldn't get it, had zero money at the time, couldn't afford to buy a new licence.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I walked out into my studio and I was like, I'm just going to start painting every day. Yep. And I would painted for probably like a year or two prior, but nothing majorly serious. And then I painted for literally like eight months straight and just went. I got like two commissions maybe in my first two years of painting and I got eighty seven in eight months, oh. and it oh just God. skyrocketed,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, wow,
2: so it was a very big transition from a clothing store in Geelong to me making the best of what I had in a situation mm. while the world was shutting down, I guess, so
0: that's fantastic, yeah. so just making the most <laughs> of an opportunity,
2: yeah, I was like, well, what's the one thing I have it is lots of pain, so. <sighs>
0: let <laughs> What was what was the name of your clothing label in Geelong?
2: It's called Hutch Store.
0: Hutch store, okay.
2: <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yeah, that so that's something
2: that I potentially might come back to. It was with my sister, so we'll see. But... I noticed
0: a lot of online retailers actually shutting down and sort of,
1: mm. sort
0: of furloughing, I guess, because they couldn't get product from China. So Yeah. They, I think it killed hard. off killed off a lot of retailers last year and uh, from the news reports about Chapel Street, half of Chapel Street's gone too. So a lot a lot of clothing and fashion retailers on Chapel Street.
2: I was on Chapel Street probably like three months ago. And it is like a ghost town.
0: Yeah. Really? The tumbleways. You can every, see it going like, down the middle.
2: Every three shops is like shut down, closed down. It's, it's just middle
0: aged men now in Ferraris and not not much else.
2: <laughs> Literally like cutting chaplaps.
0: <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> cutting a few Yeah. I'm keen to come back to that story because there'll be, because that sounded like, you know, change of direction and everything kind of just happened for you. I imagine there's a, was a bit more to it than that, but we'll come back to it. Uh, question number four, Jess. Are
1: you a camper or a glamper?
0: Oh, camper,
1: for sure. Nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like the, I love the ruggedness about it. Like I love improvising and cooking on. Open fire. Like, I recently just went to South Australia, as I mentioned, camped in robe on the beach. Yep. Cooked the most incredible ramen dish, like, had this broth going for like hours on the fire. Like,
1: oh, wow. Obviously,
2: this is all in need of like fresh and appropriate ingredients, which I had prepared for, but. <laughs> Yeah, just I, I like the camping situation. Obviously not long-term because where we I had put my swag had like rocks all underneath <laughs> it and stuff, but <laughs> I do like camping.
0: That's good to hear. Hardcore camper.
1: Yeah. Do you have any yeah, favourite spots? Love it. Like any favourite spots that you must go to? Ooh. I'd
2: love, like I loved SA, I loved Robe, Beachside. There's beautiful camping spots up here. Yeah, mountains or surf, either or. Just rugged for a few days. And then back to the glam, of
0: course. All you need is a a campfire.
2: Yeah. And we're like, oh, you know, we'll camp the whole time. We went straight to the city and drank like margaritas and ate oysters (laughs) for like five (laughs) days. And we're like, all right, let's like pull back from this and we'll like (laughs) cook on a campfire and have some like gin in the open air. So,
0: total, total Yeah. All you need is a campfire. A, a cheap bottle of red and a box of shapes, and you're laughing.
2: Happiness. That is happiness. That is
0: the three elements to happiness. So we'll, we'll put that yeah. in the show notes. Box
2: of shapes. Some cheap one. It's Gotta be barbecue Campfire.
0: too, not pizza shapes.
1: Well, I reckon Ooh. Jenna sounds like my sister because when she goes camping, she always has her gin with her. So she has gin and like sits yeah. by the fire and like, don't you remember? Like the yeah. weekend?
0: Yeah. Uh, you might be catching up on a bit of. Television and all the rest in your time up at bullet, but question number five: Your favourite TV series?
2: Oh, this is so easy.
0: <laughs> most most of my guests to get stuck save. on this
2: one. Oh my gosh, Master Chef is the literal best show ever.
0: <laughs> Master Chef,
2: it is so good.
0: I've, it's I've the watched... only
2: like free to air show I've watched.
1: Yep, you need to apply for
2: it. That's a lie. I just got stuck into maths, but. whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, I don't watch either Last, of those shows. Yep, Jess, yep. I know you've dipped into a couple of those. Yep,
1: yep, definitely
0: before I met you, which was before you met <laughs> me. Not allowed to. <laughs> now it's time. Uh, drive-
1: podcasting.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's just busy <laughs> podcasting every night and editing episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. Question number six: Where's the we fir- We're going to upset a few baristas and all the rest here, but where's the first place you go for a coffee in Torquay? Lada. Lada.
2: i haven't had
0: that one yet that's a first for larder actually yeah. but
2: i don't want everyone to know
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> it is it. the best coffee in turkey yeah
0: actually maybe Sorry. maybe we've been led down the garden path everyone's been saying this and that but yeah they
1: have the campos beans there so they're really good just cut that out of the podcast
2: so yeah. <laughs> everyone will inundate larder now it is the uh, best coffee in turkey i'm such a coffee snob it's definitely a different demographic that goes there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to get a daily coffee. <laughs> I used, like... used to work above. We used to work directly above Lada, and used to get down there for coffee every day. I miss it big time. So.
2: Yes, and you've got to get like a cappuccino something because the, chocolate. the lint chocolate that they grate on top. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> like the best lid lick ever. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Actually, we can add that some camping trips too, chocolate flakes on your on your hot chocolate.
2: Yes. That would be glamping, surely. That's glamping. <laughs> Actually, yeah,
0: that'd be instead of be switching that into would glamping.
2: glamping. <laughs> chocolate <laughs> flakes are glamping.
0: <laughs> Did anyone bring their chocolate flakes? Got the cheese grater out. Uh, question number seven. We got a little insight there before, but were you busy during COVID or flat?
2: Incredibly busy. The busiest yeah. I have ever been. That's good. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: So basically shutting definitely
2: down the... I like a weird benchmark for myself now, which sometimes <laughs> messes with my head, but I was very busy.
0: <laughs> and shutting down the retail store, switching into your artistry, and I guess it's it would have been full on. even just shifting the yeah, mindset. It was, a
2: lot. it was a lot. But I think like that time really forced everyone to stop, slow down, think about what they mm. were doing reassess what they were doing and what they actually wanted to do and I think it definitely did that for me yeah for sure
0: yeah that was I wonderful. feel like
2: I'm definitely where I'm meant to be right now well, that's good yeah and for a while I didn't feel that so
1: yeah
0: actually nice. we, we could say similar things I guess your PT business took off and I've been doing a lot of freelance work in addition to the podcast which we're really passionate about a little bit more time for photography and surf photography and the rest and just started out we're starting our first mini master class which is coming up with Tal Lemons who's a fine art yes. ocean photographer in Torquay and yeah things are just happening so it was one good thing from corona to sit back and go what do I really want from this thing called life despite all the chaos and the calamities overseas and here in Australia as well it was actually a good chance to sit back and go what do I really want
2: absolutely because like From day to day and especially like I can't really speak from their point of view, but people working in like nine to five so they wake up, go to work, come home. And I had a girl at a workshop on the weekend and she was like, I was doing that and I realised I hated my job. And she's now moved into the most like wholesome aspect of her life and she's like this is just everything that I have ever wanted to do. So in a sense COVID was good for me. But I think people get weird when you're like, oh COVID was great because as a whole collective of the world, it's awful. But mm. as a from a personal sense and people's paths, it's been quite beneficial, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that was a good little insight, the icebreaker segment. So <laughs> thanks for participating in that, Jenna. That was brilliant. Got a few little great. tidbits of information, <laughs> which is good. But uh would you wanna take us back to your origins yeah. as a creative? So Love Loody, The Candles came first. That started back in 2013, didn't it? Do you want to take us through, were you always a creative at high school or has this kind of been a, a gradual process? Yeah.
2: I was always like creative in a sense, I guess, but I was never like a big artsy person through high school. I loved biology and all that sort of thing. So I guess that's almost creative. But, yeah, I think like the element, the fact that the name sort of branches from, an imaginary friend that I had when I was little it branches back to being creative like yeah yeah so lady was the name of my imaginary friend when I was little so the name is like love whatever my imagination comes up with
0: <laughs> yeah and that and you went into formal studies as a creative as well
2: I went to RMIT to do design so interior design did color studies which I guess now all branches back to like is relevant to what I'm doing now and then I went to CATC and did interior design and commercial building design. I then went and worked for like a beautiful architectural firm in Collingwood which was pretty much my dream job at the time and some things I guess happened in life that you don't expect and I fully changed The path of my life and my career, I think I had always sort of planned to go back to design and especially back to this firm. But, yeah, I think grief and perspective on life took over and I took a new direction, which was, in hindsight, wonderful.
0: Yeah, so you just mentioned grief there. Were you allowed to go any further there or you just want to put that aside?
2: yeah so when I was working for the architectural firm in Collingwood i, my dad got very sick very quickly, so he was living in South Africa for work, and my mum was over there and he was diagnosed with uh, multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer, and they were like they they gave him probably twelve months and he was home within two weeks and I think gone within six oh my God. and I was in I just remember being in, at work one day and driving like I was still commuting from Torquay to Melbourne every day for work loved my job small firm like dream career and I just remember being stuck in traffic and I got a call from my mom and she was like oh you know we've just had to rush to the hospital this has happened and I was like why am I choosing to be doing this. Like I'm stuck in traffic. This is awful. I just need to stop this, be with my family, spend as much time as I can with my dad while he's still here. And I just said to the firm, like, I'm I'm not coming back. And they were like, well, hold your job. It's fine. And I never went back. Like I never even thought about it really until these sort of questions pop up. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I had a whole different career path and a whole different life. Essentially, there for me for the taking but yeah Yeah. it was a very hard time and I think once he passed my perspective on life and what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go and who I was changed so yeah yeah, it's very hard and you don't sort of realize those things in the moment you don't realize Mm -hmm. that they're happening but that was something that just happened I guess
0: yeah yeah we can we can tell just from the tone of your voice, that it still has a big impact on you. So how long ago Absolutely. was
2: this? Uh, this was probably eight years ago now.
0: Eight years. So,
2: yeah,
0: yeah I guess such a traumatic event and not, something you'll never, ever forget, I guess. and But to get the realisation about what you really wanted to do and turn a new leaf, I guess that that, yeah. that was kind of the the silver lining.
2: Absolutely. And I think, like, even, like, the perception that your parents give off, like, their demographic and their age, like you sort of pick one career and you continue with that. And I think that that is changing so much now that, you know, you can chop and change. And if you change your mind, it's not failure, you know, by you continuing to do something that you don't love is failing yourself. So, and it's not that I didn't love what I was doing. It was just, I found something that fulfilled me a lot more
0: well that's good it's great to see and so after you made the decision to come back to the surf coast what was it from there what was your from, I guess there's the candles and was that that the main focus
2: yeah so I ended up going into fashion design very briefly um and then I was working for a, for a Melbourne company designing and I would buy like a candle, like every week for my desk. And I was like, maybe I should just like start making these myself. Like I've heard that people start like just make candles for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I looked into it, like had a good research on work time on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I about how to like make candles and source you know all the products. So I started making them myself. And then my partner at the my boyfriend at the time, His best friend was getting married at the View de Monde in Melbourne, and she was like, Why don't you just make some wedding candles for us? I was like, Okay, like I can do that. By this stage, I'd like pretty much mastered it, just like in my home kitchen Ah, stove while making candles. So I made all of these wedding candles for her wedding,
0: wedding at View de Monde.
2: Wedding at Viedemonde. This de like, monde just, just
0: for our listeners who incredible. don't know, that's, this is one of Melbourne's number one restaurants, if not the best.
2: Hop restaurant. It ended up getting photographed and put in Vogue. And she was wow. like, who do I say is the candles are by? So I had like a Tumblr blog at the time, like an old school Tumblr yep. called Love Plutie. Because when I was trying to come up with a name, I was like, I need to think of something that no one else will have. And my parents always used to mock me about how I had created Ludi in my head. And I was like, why don't I just call it Love Ludi? Because it's like not too personal. It's just like love my imagination. <laughs> and I was like, oh, just call it Love Ludi. Like candles are by Love Ludi. Anyway, this got published and I started getting stockist requests and it just snowballed from there i ended up i think at the peak of the candle empire i had around 53 stockists in australia Oof. and four in the us and one of the australian ones were quicksilver so it was huge oh wow
0: yeah i did I mean, read that you so. signed a contract with quicksilver there at some stage so 53 yeah. they were they were online offline both
2: online bricks and mortar yeah everywhere
0: and that's like it sounds like you know a fairly unique idea, but candle making is so competitive. So, oh my gosh, to get like that a, story in vogue, it must have been
2: thousand a, people. A big wow moment out. for you, yeah. And I think it was sort of, oh, I don't know. Everyone sort of says this, but right before the boom of everyone starting to do them. So, yeah, and I guess also. As most success stories go, right place, right time, right moment.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, did you have the like the infrastructure in place to support that article in Vogue? Like, did you have the website and the on- online ordering and all that set up, ready to go? Or
2: I had a website. In terms of like online ordering, not much on my website. It was just all through <laughs> emails, and wow. me making a lot of candles every day <laughs> yeah. by myself. Like, yeah. I had kind a little right. studio at Bones Road at Bells where I would just pour hundreds <laughs> of candles a day.
0: Did you get to the point where you just went nuts and started outsourcing that process or did you walk I away from about that?
2: it. I definitely looked into it. Yeah. But then comes the story of me. So all the labels on the candles were and still are, like hand calligraphy and watercolor painted. So that's how the design for the labels came about. Oh, cool. And then... I really wanted to design boxes for the candles. So I was like, maybe I should just get some paints and start painting some designs for candle boxes. And then that's how the whole avenue of painting started.
0: Hey guys, hope you're enjoying this episode of the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. We just got a quick message from our brand new sponsor, Maxted Clothing, courtesy of founder Caroline Tickle. Here's Caroline.
2: Hi guys. We sell effortless essential knitwear for women and we're based here on the surf coast in Victoria. To celebrate the start of our knitwear season, we're giving away a weekend at 19W Barwin Heads. It's luxury apartments which accommodates up to four people and we shot a lot of our content at this location. It's absolutely stunning. So for your chance to win a weekend away here, just jump online, visit our website, maxtedclothing.com, and follow the instructions.
0: There you go, guys. Check the show notes for more details. Sounds like a cool competition. Get yourself a weekend away and bow and heads. And if you'd like to know more about the story of Maxted Clothing, then make sure you tune in to Episode 9 of the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. We interviewed Caroline way back when we started the pod last year in May. So if you're into retail, fashion, e-commerce, then it's a it's a great story. I think Caroline at the time was actually working part- time and on the business and working full time Monday to Friday in a full-time job. so that is not the case anymore. She's now working full-time on Maxdead Clothing and she's stocked in over 60 plus retailers nationwide. So been a lot of progress since we last spoke, but it's still a fascinating story of entrepreneurship and, you know, having a crack basically. So tune in for episode number nine. Otherwise, get yourself in the running for that competition in a weekend away down at Bowen Heads. More details in the show notes and also maxdeadclothing.com. Otherwise, back to today's episode yeah so from i have your candle making came the painting
2: yeah so i was yeah. sort of sharing the process of creating boxes on instagram and then there was a lot of interest and people were like oh can we buy the the painting and then i just went down a whole new avenue yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. so you got to the I point have. where you just kiss goodbye to the candle business is that is that still running today
2: it's still going. It's still online. I still get orders, and I still make candles. But in terms of pumping it and pushing it,
0: Just don't do that.
2: Not so much at the moment. Yep. yep. Maybe soon. My PA and I are in big discussions of relaunching and moving okay. that into a
1: new direction. Oh, cool. So stay tuned. So <laughs>
0: that's exciting. So Love Ludie now kind of represents uh, your candle making. I noticed that you do um, yoga retreats as well. Yes, yes. and a few other things: uh, workshops and obviously you're selling. You sell prints as well. Some of your some of your art Not prints. yet. Not yet.
2: I'm in the process of doing prints. So these things sound all very easy and optimistic on paper, and then when you start yeah. delving into them, uh, a lot of.
0: <laughs> if you need a good mini masterclass on how to get your art printed framed and sold um check out next week's yeah. mini masterclass with Tel lemons that's the topic for the mini masterclass how to get okay. your images printed framed and sold so
2: yes for sure
0: yeah so the, yeah the class is having pretty excited about it but um hope to see you selling your prints online there soon it's you alluded there during our icebreaker segment about going full-time as an artist do you want to take us through that process again and how that came about so you kind of forced into it by the sounds of it Dave, was it feelings of trepidation, fear? Or was it did it feel like a natural fit for you to just go at it full time? It was
2: definitely a natural fit. And I mean, obviously during COVID you don't really have the option to go out and try something new and With the commissions sort of starting to snowball, it was a very natural progression for me to not even have time to do anything else at all. I have only just finished, it's what, April 20, my last commission for 2020. Oh, wow. So
0: that took a while. So you are three months and 20 days behind.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's
0: crazy. That's... Oh,
2: right? It takes however long it takes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and now what, what's the order book look like going forward? Are you booked out, we're basically talking six, 12 months in advance?
2: I'd like to work, I'm trying to slow down the commission aspect because I'd really like to work on, I've got a lot of collab projects in the works with a lot of surf Coast people actually. Oh, cool. There's some big opportunities there um, yeah. with Yogi Peace Club. Oh, yeah. i be doing some yoga mats and some activewear for them. I'm um, designing a can and a seltzer flavor with Blackman's Brewery. The surfboard with Vanda is a huge project that okay. I had very privately underestimated how much work that was going to be. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just paint a surfboard. Like, that's easy. I paint every day. Yeah. No, <laughs> foam is not canvas.
0: So <laughs>
2: <laughs> learned that the hard way.
0: So that's like um, a lim- limited edition run of surfboards. How many did you have to paint?
2: I have just painted the one so far. Only one. But there is talk of doing more. Yeah, only one. <laughs> I,
0: I, I say that like, like I've done it before. <laughs> only one. But I imagine that's quite <laughs> yeah. difficult to do one.
2: Yeah, definitely was a lot more challenging than I thought it
0: would be. Mm-hmm.
2: But I think once it's glassed and it's going to be surfable, so it will have fins like rope, all yep. works. So. Can
0: you just a curious question can you paint the fiberglass? Would that work? Not really work. That'd just rub off, wouldn't it?
2: It would just sort of run off. Mm. But the foam sinks in like yeah. the paint all. Yeah, um, it's been. A low-key nightmare. I shouldn't say that. It's been great. It's been fun. It's been challenging.
0: Shout out to Vanda.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> low-key nightmare. <laughs> do I put that in. <laughs>
0: the headline for the podcast, oh, low-key nightmare.
2: <laughs> She's going through a low-key nightmare right now. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm very excited to get that all glassed and ready to go. And I really want to work on doing a solo show towards the end of the year. It's something that I had planned for the start of the year, but even the start of this year was a bit touch and go in terms of yeah. can you do stuff, can you have events, can you have people at them, and this is all a no. So I have put a little hold on Ludi Land, which is going to be called Ludi Land. Oh, cool. So lots of fun, lots of art, lots of margaritas, lots of paint. Oh, cool. Yeah. That sounds similar that to Jay Cross. We interviewed
0: Jay Cross late last year and he loves his cocktails. So he's like yeah. art, cocktails, drawing, and, like, he's set and just throwing the surf and he's like, man, that guy's living the dream in Bali.
2: <laughs> he definitely is. I didn't yes. even
0: know how he got to Bali during COVID, but it's I guess you just yet. pay up and get, get over there.
2: He had some friends in right places.
0: Ah, right. Yes. Some
2: nice. little, so
0: little yachts offshore, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't go into <laughs> in that. that but- yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jenna, it's awesome to hear your story. Have you got any favorite? You sound like a really busy lady, and we've taken a long time to to get you on the podcast, which we really appreciate your time today. But have you got any favorite software, apps, and tools to keep you on track?
1: Oh,
2: software? Oh my gosh! Surely I have this to. This when a we get techie. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Microsoft. <laughs>
0: They've been amazing. Actually, yeah, you're um, sponsored by those guys, aren't you?
2: Yes, which is a whole other story in itself. I thought that email was spam and I deleted it. <laughs> yeah, look into that if you ever get any unrealistic, amazing emails.
0: Did it say, kind um, regards, Bill Gates?
2: Yeah, shout out to Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, surely this is spam. Like Microsoft, you know, what are these guys talking about? Delete. <laughs> And they kept, they contacted me again. They're like, Hi, we just wanted to make sure you got the invite for our dinner. And I was like, Is this legit? Like, these guys, are, these scammers are good. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was a very crazy time in my life that I still can't believe has happened. But yeah, sponsored by them now and their products are incredible. But in terms of apps, I don't really, I'm not overly tech savvy. Yeah. I'm more like hands-on pen and paper
0: girls. I like that. Yeah. Old school.
2: Yeah. I actually just bought a new diary for twenty twenty one, even though it's April. <laughs> Bit slow off the mark. But yeah, I prefer things like pen and paper. Mm. My PA has tried to do Google Calendar and Google Docs. And I'm like, no, I need it like I need to physically write it down. So well,
0: there's a lot to be said pen, for note paper, paper and, and pen and we spoke about this, I think, with Ray Bishop, the, the editor, of, editor and owner of Surfing Life. Actually, he wasn't the editor, was he? He is the proprietor and owner and he's kind of the guide for editorial space. But, yeah, he just yeah. something about touching and feeling a notepad. I'm big on notepads myself and I actually get anxious trying to manage all the different software tools and apps and everything else to manage your day. Like it's just yeah. for me it's another, it's another thing to manage.
2: Mm. Yeah. I always write stuff down in the weirdest places, like in docs or calendars, and then I don't know where to find them. So, <laughs> if I've got it in front of me, the fact that I've physically written it is a form of process for me. So, yeah,
0: that's cool. Yeah, and just while we're there, the the partnership with Microsoft. So, what does that mean? You basically get paid to promote. Like, do you get to do wallpapers and things? And how far does that go?
2: Um, just to use their products, just yeah. to, they want to sort of delve into creatives and support them in many different ways. And a lot of my work is textured. So some of their programs have the ability to sort of turn those into 3D and... Mm. I'm in
0: the midst of working on a few things at the moment. It sounds like an yeah. idyllic lifestyle, Jenna. I know you've had a, a lot of sacrifice and heartache there, as you talk, talked about before, to get to where you are today. But uh, congratulations on yeah. your on your progress today. Can you tell us Thanks. about your biggest challenge to date? You kind of alluded to it there before, but I guess we'll just today? ask again. what's your, What's been your biggest challenge as a creative and an artist and getting to where you are the today?
2: Biggest challenge? I think balance is quite hard like and I know that this is all momentary but having those like options to have say 90 commissions on board wanting to take them on but also needing and knowing that you have to have balance and time and I think biting off more than I can chew is something that I do all the time Mm -hmm. and it's It just comes back to balance and knowing myself, knowing what I do, honouring both of those. Mm. And knowing the opportunities will come even though, like, you don't have to just grab at everything. So maybe that, that has definitely been challenging for me.
0: So the type of girl who go, 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 and then think about it later in terms of. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like I said yes to 90 commissions (laughs) with four months to go in the year, like. I don't know. I tend to put a lot of pressure on myself as well. So learning the balance within that, my work and myself, has been challenging. So.
0: I don't know Hopefully how you can do 90 commissions. Like I'm working on three different client projects at the moment as a freelance content creator and I'm just like stressing out completely. So 90 commissions, I can't imagine what's what that's like.
2: Well, I got RSI. I had my wrist in like a brace. I was like, what is What am I doing? Like I'd go out and I had it like all braced up and it was bad. So now I know. (laughs) But at the time I was like, let's just run with this. But you always learn from these things. So that is true. Mm. Yeah.
0: You only learn by taking action, don't you?
2: Absolutely. But yeah, I'm definitely one of those say yes and figure it out later, girls.
0: Yeah, it comes up actually over and over again with a lot of our guests. They like to move fast and break things as I can't remember who said that, but Ray Bishop Bishop said that. So move fast, break things, and then work it out later. As long as you've got momentum and, you know, you're going in the right right direction, you're going to step on a few toes and offend a few people here and there. But as long as you're moving and you're doing more. Yeah, and if you
2: love what you're doing, you're good at what you're doing, and you'll be able to see through situations like that. So
1: Yeah.
0: Which is kind of segueing into inspiration, Jess. You want to ask the next um, question?
1: Yeah. Uh, Jenna, who inspires you and why?
2: Ooh, I looked at this question I had a really good answer. I'm <laughs> um, just going to hit pause on
0: the podcast so Jenna can get to it. Yeah, note.
2: well, I check my notes. Actually, <laughs> I wonder if I did write anything about this. So I was like, that's a really good question.
0: It's a fairly open ended question, actually. So maybe let's. Let's go with inspiration in business and then inspiration in life.
2: Yes, definitely, yeah. There's people that inspire me in a sense of elements of myself that I want to improve on, like yoga and meditation and slowing down. And then there's people that inspire me, on the other hand, that drive me to build my business and be the best I can be mm. in a business sense. So mm. uh, other artists? There are definitely people that inspire me in how they work. Yeah. I've always tried to be my own inspiration in a sense of what I do, but oh, that's, that's so hard. <laughs> I think people that anyone that is like true to themselves and does what they love mm. is inspiring to me and works yeah. hard at it. So that's Quite. a very broad answer, but that would be my answer. Yeah. It's a genuine answer
0: yeah i completely understand that and it's you're exactly right because i guess you can have some people that kind of stick at it just to get by and pay the mortgage nothing wrong with that at all uh pay the bills but kind of go through life without ever having sort of tried or taken those steps to realize their dreams and what they actually want to do in life so completely understand that
2: and even just like there's so many elements of ways to get inspired like even you guys having done this for a year like that Mm. is so inspiring and admirable that you have just like stuck at something that you love and enjoy it's a form of inspiration in itself
0: Mm. well that'd be pretty cool if we inspired jenna Hutchinson. so (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's one thing we've just stuck at and stuck at like i thought it would be a three month type thing you know a bit of fun during covid but People kept downloading and sharing and all the rest. So let's just keep doing it. And we just we still, even after a year, we still haven't scratched the surface in terms of, yeah. that of talented people on the surf coast and other coastal hotspots around Australia.
2: Yeah. There are many. Yeah. There's a lot of potential for you guys. I think this is like turning to me talking about
0: you guys. <laughs> Today's interview <laughs> with Ben and Jasper. Yeah.
2: So um, where did you best grow <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, that's awesome, Jenna. Uh, it's, Oh, there's one question, we've kind of come to the end of our show notes and guide there, but I know that you've got a massive following on Instagram. What has been the secret, to, you think, to, to building such a following on Instagram? It's the kind of following that I guess a lot of people would kill for these days, given how hard it is to attract people's attention and giving the amount of paid ads and traffic on Instagram and Facebook and all the rest. How did you go about building such a big following? Did that come from Vogue?
2: It's something, it came early for me. I remember being like one of my first trips to Bali, I did the whole like photo of an acai bowl, photo of a cool cafe. Like I think I had a very loyal and growing following back then. Travelling a lot helped. Branching out to like influencers before influencers were a thing. All right. Sahara Ray, who's quite a big model with a huge following now did a post of a candle for me very early on going to events networking collaborating and doing a lot of unpaid sponsorships
0: i'm glad we asked that that because that's interesting like it sounds like it was a deliberate strategy for you like it didn't just happen you actually reached out to influencers you did a lot of as you say offline networking
2: yeah absolutely and i mean it there is an element where it does come as an expense to the business. You mm. obviously can't be sacrificing your product and your time all the time, Yeah, but it's a form of marketing, Yeah, gifting and getting yourself out there, going to events, giving yeah. product, giving time. It's so important. Like it's essentially like you sort of have to think of it as like, someone that goes to uni and then they do work experience, it's unpaid. It's like Hmm. another form of a stepping stone, I guess. So, but you also can't get stuck in that. You have to make money and you have to
0: grow. So. That's true as well. So it's It's kind of a balance, isn't it?
2: Yeah. It comes back to balance. (laughs) And
0: I guess not forgetting that it's human relationships at the end of the day as well, even though it's social media, you know, we can like and love and comment all day, but. There's human beings behind every profile. So, probably,
2: yeah, keep in mind. Just being real, being a good person, I guess. Which
0: you definitely are. There are people that
2: come to workshops and they're like, oh, I just wanted to meet you. I was like, we can paint as well. Like, (laughs) 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 there's stuff to do. (laughs) But thank you. Like, it's very endearing and it's, yeah, amazing. So, I think just be true to yourself, be who you are, and do what you love.
1: Network. Yeah.
0: Oh, I think friends. really good advice That's for great. creatives, and I can't say, can't wait to see where you get to in another five years. We've been at it for, for eight years in terms of Love Loody yeah. and other projects, so it's all kind of coming together, and which is great to see. But uh, where can we keep going to? Where can we go to keep following your story, Jenna?
2: Pretty much Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram. Right now, yeah. Um, what else am I up to? Starting a very cool new little project soon. Which could be like part of tourism Victoria. But my main profile is Instagram. Yeah, the little project's called BNB. So I'll be traveling around to Airbnbs. Oh, and cool. while I'm there, I paint. Mm-hmm. And when I leave, I put the painting on the wall in the Airbnb. Oh, no. So it's a cool little way to like reboost tourism back in Victoria and Australia. And it's a good way for me to travel around and. You know, go from place to place and have a new area and location to be creative.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's yeah, cool. being stuck in my
2: studio for
1: yeah. months. Stuck.
2: I it was an optionally
1: yeah.
2: Like I loved being there.
1: So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's we fun. like to Airbnb. Yeah, it's a fun. So we'll watch out for your paintings in some of these Airbnbs and yeah. check in too.
2: Yes. There's quite a few on board. I very sneakily did a shout out and so I've got quite a few people, so... Uh, very nice. Yeah, fun little project. Something different as well, something that I haven't really seen,
1: so...
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that Should sounds awesome, Jenna, and we've, we've packed a lot into today's episode. I'm getting conscious of yeah. your time. Yeah, I hope a lot of people got a lot out of that episode today. We've, we've had such a kind of transformation from business into art, and yeah. I don't think we've had any anyone on the podcast that's made that transition so far everyone kind of does the transition from a part-time job or full-time job into their artwork but you come from business business into artwork and it's great to see kicking goals as they say and building lots of momentum
2: yeah it's i still wake up and i'm like oh my gosh i'm a full-time artist like what (laughs) but (laughs) i think it's one of those things in life like you know don't force things let them be a natural progression and if you love it keep at it so cool yeah great
1: advice
0: I love that as parting advice. And where can our listeners go, Jess, to follow Jenna's story and Surf Coast Creatives podcast?
1: Uh, You can head to the website, surfcoastcreatives.com and follow the link to Jenna's podcast. And then you can also check out the mini masterclass that Ben mentioned during the episode um, with Tal Lemons. So it's all on the website. Otherwise, we're on Facebook and Instagram and we love hearing from you and hearing what you thought about the podcast. So thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Yeah, thanks, Jenna. I really appreciate your time today. I know how busy you are and it's been a lot of back and forth to get you on, but we really appreciate your yeah. time today. So thanks again for Hi. the chat Thank and I hope you it's family. snowing up there.
2: Oh, my gosh, hopefully tomorrow.